Good afternoon. I am deeply humbled to be here today with you, our graduates, your families and loved ones to celebrate such a momentous occasion. To the families, partners and friends who are here to support the graduates, thank you. You all have been a part of this ride for at least the last four and likely many more years. And so this day is as much a celebration for you as it is for our graduates. I can truly say that I never imagined I would be standing in front of you, your families, and my own vet school heroes, trying to deliver profound advice. And so I started to think about the advice that has been given to me that has shown itself to be more true the longer I live. This story will sound familiar to many. I think I was in college at the time and bound and determined to get into vet school, taking full course loads, working in vet clinics, conducting research, and doing everything possible to realize the dream. During one of many dinner conversations with my dad, he looks at me and he says, you know, Smunk, because he calls me Smunk. You know, Smunk, you don't have to run around balls to the wall with your hair on fire all the damn time. <laughs> and of course, my first thought was, well, he only had to get into medical school, so what does he know? But it turns out, fathers do know some things. Time starts to move so quickly, and you have to consciously choose to slow down. Today, as you walk out of this auditorium, I want you to remember to pause. Today is a momentous day. It is the culmination of a dream. It is the culmination of years of hard work, determination, sleepless nights, and sacrifice. Before you rush off to your internships, jobs, or whatever the next chapter has in store for you, take the time to slow down, look around you, and take stock of all you have accomplished. The first time someone turns to you and says, Doctor, what would you like to do? Your mind will go blank. <laughs> and you will instinctively look for the adult in the room only to realize in horror, you are the adult you will experience that horrible sinking feeling in your gut when you drop the pedicle or when you lance what you thought was an abscess only to have blood come pouring out because you actually nicked a mammary vein. Remember to pause. Take a deep breath. Remember you have trained for these moments. Everything you need to know is there. Recently in a leadership course about resilience, I learned about something called the negativity bias. It turns out that we are psychologically and physiologically wired to process negative information more strongly than positive information, even when they are equal in magnitude. Put another way, you will remember that one euthanasia gone wrong more strongly than the numerous times you peacefully ended an animal's suffering and brought solace to their families. I'm sure this serves some evolutionary purpose, but it does not help us to remain resilient to stay where we are so sorely needed in veterinary medicine. So I ask you to pause every day, not to focus on the things that go wrong or the things that you can do better, but to consciously pause and reflect on the things you have done right and all the good that you do every day. My second piece of advice comes from Gravel Switch, Kentucky. Dr. Keith Whitlock was my senior clinician during my internship at the University of Tennessee. 
and every Monday we went to Hall Stockyard to preg check cows before they went through the sale. If you ever worked in or been to a stockyard, you would know that the animals are often riled up and they don't have the best facilities. So every new rotation with students, we would go through the same speech about how they needed to have an exit strategy of running away, getting behind a gate, or jumping the fence in the case that a very angry bovid and exited the chute like a heat-seeking missile ready to kill a vet student. About six months into my internship, after what I thought was a particularly fine job of delivering the spiel, Dr. Whitlock looked at me with a very serious face, and in his southern drawl, he said, Dr. Brooks, I've seen you run. I suggest you jump. <laughs> it is true that I have never been known and likely will never be known for my athletic prowess, but I have always secretly hoped that my adrenal glands would kick in and save me in these situations. I share this advice so that you can know that it is okay not to be good at all of the things. Figure out what you enjoy what your strengths are, and focus your practice and your career around those things. I did not aspire or train to be a national program leader at USDA because, frankly, I didn't know the job existed. I also almost didn't apply for the job because I didn't think I was remotely qualified. But fortunately, I was surrounded by people who saw more in me than I saw in myself and convinced me to apply. I have learned in the last five years in this role that while my technical knowledge is important, so many other skills, like listening to understand, the ability to see connections between people and ideas, and the ability to communicate to a variety of audiences are what make me effective. Which brings me to my last piece of advice. Please remember, being a veterinarian is a part of who you are, but it is not everything that you are. You have so many skills and talents outside of veterinary medicine. We are all very deeply rooted in a love of this profession, but don't let it consume you as a person. Make sure that you leave space and time in your life to cultivate the relationships and activities that nourish you. And so with that, colleagues, I welcome you to the most wonderful and versatile of all professions. I wish you nothing but success and happiness. Congratulations, you did it.